You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Welcome to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. On today's episode, I have Gabe with me from API Nation. We're going to be talking about six ways that you could free up 10 minutes a day uh, you know, in your business, in your life, by, uh, by leveraging some really cool uh, tricks, tactics, automations in order to save yourself some time. Uh, 10 minutes a day times six, that's an hour a day, uh, seven hours a week, <laughs> right? So that's, that's a lot of time that you're getting back for yourself. Uh, so welcome to the show. I've got Gabe here with API Nation. Gabe, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about, uh, about who you are, what API Nation does to give people some, some context for, uh, for the conversation today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, Zach. Uh, yeah, I'm with API Nation. API Nation is all about automating and connecting applications. So applications are like the CRM, the transaction manager, the social media, the email marketing tool, all these things that you use every day to run your business. And they have a bunch of different processes, things you have to check in with, things you have to maintain. And we wanna make sure that's automated uh, so that you have more time to focus on generating profit and more time to spend with your family. So that's, uh, that's what we are doing. That's kind of what API Nation is. Yeah, so basically, you know, if any any tools that people are using that have some sort of digital component, especially, you guys either already have or are in the process of building out ways to connect those tools, make them communicate with each other, so that when you do something in one place, it automatically gets, uh, you know, correctly dealt with in another place as well. You're kind of you're kind of that bridge that makes that happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we like to describe it as you know, if you look at the applications as employees. Uh, normally you have five, six, 10, 15 employees. Right. And the way they currently work is none of them talk to each other. <laughs> um, so if you had all those people working for you and none of them shared information with each other, it'd right. be mega frustrating. So right. uh, that's what we do. We come in, we connect them, we just lower those partitions. Uh, for better or worse, we open, we, we create the open office plan so that they can all bump into each other, share information, collaborate. Uh, and you as a uh, business owner, as a boss, and uh, just let them do what they do without awesome. having to micromanage every single one. Awesome. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And so uh, so I know you guys, you guys actually operate in more spaces than just real estate, but you actually have a really strong uh, presence and activity in the real estate space. So a lot of uh, real estate specific apps and, uh, and, and technology that maybe normally has a really hard time communicating with each other. You've sort of developed these partnerships and connections in order to make that uh, more reliable and happen more often. And, and as a result, you guys have a really strong view into, you know, what are the ways that we can make people more efficient? What are the ways that we could, you know, uh, very quickly and very easily get people some wins on time so that they're spending less of their time making these things talk to each other and more of their time, you know, going out, talking to people, making transactions happen, doing more deals, uh, and ultimately, you know, making more money and having more success in their business, right? And so that's that's why we're talking today about the six ways to free up 10 minutes a day. We're gonna we're gonna tap into that uh, that knowledge, that expertise that you guys have developed by helping people with these processes uh, and and diving into those. So let's uh let's start with the first one. Uh, so we talked about this in advance. We've got these lined up. So your your first tip is is on how you could sync CRM leads to your phone. So tell me a little bit about this. What what do you mean? What's the context there? What uh, what are people uh, expecting when you can, you know, in, in order to save time by syncing their CRM leads? Yeah, for sure. So the CRM, just uh, if, you, if you're absolutely starting at ground zero, CRM is a customer relationship management app. Right. Basically, it keeps track of all your leads, all your contacts. Some of them will remind you that you need to call somebody. You need to reach out to somebody. Some, some of them will keep track of your meetings. Um, a lot of them, most of them, let you email directly from the CRM. Um, so it's like the hub for a real estate agent and for a lot of businesses where they keep all those contacts. So that's where you live. That's where your business is. Um, but a lot of times you are not sitting in front of a computer and not you're not in the office. And so right. in those cases, you need all those contacts, all those leads in your pocket, in your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android phone. Right. So... Right now, agents have to either copy and paste those people into their phone or remember right. to additionally add them into their phone or worst of all, get a call from a client, not have the caller ID show up 
and have to kind of try and figure out who is this person calling me? What's their name? This is so embarrassing. Um, So what we suggest is instead leverage all that information you're putting into your CRM, all that contact information, connect it to your cell phone so that whenever you add a new contact to your CRM, it's automatically added to your phone. When you're out and about, you can just text somebody, you can email somebody. If they call you, their name's gonna show up. You can answer it. Hey, Mr. Johnson, it's great, great to hear from you. I've got that contract, I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna know exactly who it is. So that's what it is. And that is one of the most often used <laughs> integrations at API Nation. Right. Sending those contacts from a CRM to your phone. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that makes tons of sense because even like there, there are some of these CRMs that maybe have uh, like they have a solid mobile experience or they have a dedicated app. Maybe some of some of these platforms do. But I'll tell you what, none of the apps, none of those mobile solutions ever work as well as the built in contacts manager on your phone. Right. Like none of them do. And, and so if you really want that seamless experience where it's, it's, it's integrated, it works just like the way it's supposed to, and everything just feels right. Yeah, you're exactly right. You want to have those contacts on your phone. You want to have those key details uh, and you want to make sure that, uh, that, that, that that's happening automatically. So you're not having to manually take the time uh, to do that. Cause shoot, I mean, 10 minutes a day, man, like that's, uh, that's, that's really accurate. I'd say that might be undershooting it on how much time that could ultimately save you. If you're really going to keep your CRM in sync with your phone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And by setting up the automation, it's not just going to add the people you think of that I need to add to my phone. And I hope that's enough people. It's going to add everybody. So as leads keep coming in from your squeeze pages, uh, from your broker, who's handing them off, all those people are automatically going to get added to your phone. uh, So you can find them and, uh, and contact them wherever you are. The other thing is, having them in that mo- or having them in that CRM and available in the mobile app right. uh, for the CRM is great like you said there's some good mobile experiences with some of the CRMs um, that we use also but this also will create a second place for them to live a complete backup mm, of right. all your contacts because every so often you lose access to your CRM you know right. uh, the broker doesn't pay the bill or you have to leave quickly or something goes on. And then all those contacts, the business you've built is suddenly out of your grasp. It's all gone into the, you know, into the internet memory hole. I don't know where it goes, but it's gone. In that case, you can just, you know, pop open your phone, say, no, everybody's still here. And, uh, you know, you can pop them onto your fresh CRM or wherever you're going and you can be up and running in a few minutes. Exactly, yeah, perfect. So yeah, so it's useful both to save you time and uh, and just there as a, as a backup, right? It's always good to have multiple places where you're keeping such important things like the contact information of your, your leads and your database, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah. So, so that brings us to our next, uh, you know, our second tip, our second way to save 10 minutes a day. Uh, and, and that is to schedule social media posts. So, so let's talk through that. Why, uh, why do we need to schedule social media posts? What, uh, how much time does this, you know, it saves us about 10 minutes a day, apparently. What, what's, what's the importance of doing this? Yeah, so this is a couple things. API Nation, we're all about integration. So if you go to API Nation, you'll see a bunch of real estate integrations right now. And we do have an integration for Facebook lead ads, which we'll talk about later on. And we are looking to build out some social media integrations, but we don't currently have them. But like I said, we are all about saving you time and using automations and integrations to do that. So I wanted to let you know that there are tools you can use to schedule these posts every day uh, to save yourself some time. When I started doing social media marketing for a, uh, it was a fitness tech company, probably about almost 10 years ago now. Right. Um, it was great, but about half an hour every day, uh, I would have to find something to share, right. uh, you know, either create something or find something worthwhile online. Uh, and then I would have to type it up. I'd have to share it to one app, and then I have to share it to the other app, and then the third app and the fourth app. Right. And, uh, you know, it was, it was almost an hour a day at that point. And so as I've grown, and if you talk to any social media manager, I'm sure you guys do this at Real Estate Growth Hackers. Right. There comes a point where you sit down and you batch this out. So you right. spend that half an hour putting together six or seven, maybe a dozen posts. You 
get all that content from a similar place or you go through and create variations on the same content. Right. And then you can schedule it out in that one sitting so that it will get posted over the next week or so. And right. this way, this batch way and this scheduling really helps you leverage uh, focusing. Uh, kind of uh, there's this idea of avoiding task switching, which is right. you know going from one thing to another thing to another thing, uh, answering a phone, answering an email, going back to uh, scheduling this stuff. So if you can avoid that task switching thing and just batch this out one time, beginning of the week, you're going to be saving a ton of time throughout the rest of the week. And yeah. not only that, but your messages are going to be more um, coherent and uh, cohesive because you sat down and did it all at the same time. It's going to be the same you know, hashtag you're trying to push, the <laughs> same slogan you're trying to brand in there. So there's a lot of great benefits to it. Um, I've, I've used a couple different companies. We've used Hootsuite which is great. Um, we've used Buffer, which has a free plan. A lot of, uh, a lot of social, social apps now actually have stuff built in. Right. So if you have a Facebook, yeah, if you have a Facebook page, you can just go to your Facebook page and you can start scheduling these things out inside of Facebook. Facebook wants you to do this. They, they're right. into it. They, they want you regularly posting stuff and they know it's easiest if you just do it in one sitting. So yeah, I don't right. know if you've had much experience with that or, or, or uh, what's your experience has been with scheduling stuff? Yeah, so I mean, I, all, all the same key points, right? Like it, the, the reality is when you're trying to switch from that, from that framework of like coming up with an idea to creating the idea to actually getting the idea out there, those, those are really different frames of mind. And so, yeah, if you could batch that process into one, one time where you're, where you're thinking up a bunch of ideas and then maybe creating a bunch in bulk, and then scheduling them out in bulk. You're taking something where, like, I, I feel like I feel like that's a that's a that's an accurate assessment. It's not like it takes you forever to create those posts, but it is. It's very readily thirty minutes every time you need to do it just to do one. Whereas if you batch, say, a week's worth of posts into once you know one batched time, you're probably looking at a total amount of time of about an hour, right? Like you could create a week's worth of posts in an hour. As opposed to, you know, the, you know, doing it every day and having that be, uh, what is that? Four and a half hours. Is that the way the bath works out? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So like by, by batching it, you're definitely, you're saving a lot of time and, and, and here's the reality. It's not just that you're saving the time. It's that you're making sure that it actually happens. Cause let's be honest, when you have a task that takes you a half hour every day in order to do it, how often does that half hour just become too much to try and add to your plate, right? Where you're, where you're like, eh, I'm going to skip this one. I'm not going to do it. Or I forgot, or I got really busy this day, right? It's really easy for those kinds of tasks to, to, to not get that consistent attention every day, even though they're important. We know that they're important. It's easy for it to fall off the, uh, you know, fall off the map when it isn't just sort of, you got that time where, you know, you just do it. You take care of a lot of it, a lot of them at once, and then you're just done with it for a week, maybe two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, et cetera. Actually, uh, we talk about a strategy uh, and have used some software and help people with software. Uh, shoot, depending on when this comes out, we might be rolling out some software that does this, that, that allows you to actually schedule a year's worth of content in advance. Right. And and all the all the posts designed to be uh, branded to you as the agent, as a brokerage, as a team. Uh, so that you, this it's something that you can literally just flip a switch and turn it on and your social media content's just taken care of for you. Right. So it's uh, it, it's definitely it's really uh, an important tool. Um, so whether you, you know, whatever tool you use, there's lots of different ways. Actually, one that uh, that I'll throw out there, too, that people may enjoy, uh, especially if you're going to do more of that one off kind of posting uh, where, you know, where you're creating it, you're scheduling it and you just you sort of you're scheduling one and it's going to go out. Right. Uh, Canva mm -hmm. is actually a really good tool for this. They have yeah. built in now yeah. uh, social media post scheduling. So uh, I know a lot of agents really love using Canva to create. Uh, the you know the, the the artwork for the post the the, the creative uh, so and actually from within Canva I think if you have the pro plan or whatever they call it at this point um, you can actually schedule out posts in there as well so uh, you know it's 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 pretty basic features but it works and it's where you're already creating a lot of this content anyway uh, so it's a great way to sort of you know uh, uh, kill two birds with one stone right <laughs> now that's huge yeah no to be able right. to do that in one app and not have to continue you know add another subscription on top of what you're already paying for yeah, Canva right. is Canva is a, a great, a great tool for that. That's exciting. Right. A whole year of stuff that would, uh, I mean, yeah. that is gonna, that is, that is gonna change the game. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and, and people should definitely stay tuned. We'll probably be announcing something, uh, something soon, depending on when this, when this comes out, uh, it's a combination of software that lets that happen, but then also, uh, all of the creative is, is done in a very specific way so that we could deploy that, uh, on demand for people. So it's a, it, it's a, it's a cool strategy. It, uh, it's really helpful for people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really the key thing to me about like having social media posts and scheduling it out, I think people have a little bit of a, of a misconception in the real estate space about why that's important, right? The reason why it's important isn't, isn't necessarily because, uh, because it's going to drive a ton of business, right? The, the reality is depending on where you do it, if you're posting to your, to your personal profile, it might, if you do it in the right ways and you post the right kind of content. Uh, but if, if you're doing it on your Facebook page, it's probably not going to create a lot of opportunities for you. Most people aren't gonna see it unless you pay to get that content out here. But here, here's why it's important anyway. Right now, when somebody is looking for who they're going to work with in the real estate space, every person does the same basic process, which is they, they, they implement what I call the sniff test, okay? They're gonna go to your Facebook page, they're gonna go to your website, they're gonna take a look at it, and they're gonna go, does this smell right? Right? Does this does this does this seem like a seem like the kind of person who's professional, who's who's active, who knows what they're doing? And so, if your Facebook page is empty and barren and hasn't been updated in three months, they're going to feel like that's how you treat your clients, right? That may not be the case. It may be that you're so busy taking care of your clients that you're not paying attention to your Facebook page. But that's how they're going to perceive it. And so, updating your social profiles isn't actually as much. Uh, in the real estate space, at least, isn't as much about getting opportunities as much as it is about not losing opportunities that you would have otherwise had, had it just been done right, right? Because these are people who are actively considering you. They're looking at your page. They're, they're, they're coming to check you out to see if, if, if you might be a good option. So these are like referrals. These are people that you've talked to off of Zillow. It's, it's people that you've probably already had a conversation with that you need to make sure your social presence looks right so that you secure the deal and don't scare it away, right? So anyway, that's, uh, you know, I think people sometimes get the wrong impression about what social is good for in this day. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a day and age where like you could post on Facebook and get a lot of eyeballs on it uh, pretty readily, pretty easily. Uh, it's, it's just not that way anymore, right? You got to pay to get the, this content out there. Uh, and unless you're doing a very specific kind of strategy, I don't recommend most agents uh, do that with just general sort of social media content. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the key for why you're doing the social posting. And yeah, if you're going to make sure that it happens, schedule in advance, use a tool, use something like Hootsuite, use something like, like Canva, use something uh, like the, you know, the tools and the, and the options that, that we're looking at launching at Real Estate Growth Hackers. Use something. Make sure that that social media uh, content is taken care of and scheduled in advance because doing it one off, you're just not, you're not going to get it done. <laughs> you're not going to get it yeah. done, right? Uh, it'll, it'll be yeah. sporadic. <laughs> so that, that makes a ton of sense, yeah. So, and, and that actually leads very well, I think, into our, into our next, uh, our, our next time-saving device, right? And so if you're going to have good content, if you're going to be up to date, if you're going to be educated, if you're going to be informed in the real estate space, especially, or in marketing and what's going on in your market, it's good to have consistent sources of information to kind of have new things to talk about, to think about, to say, and to be aware of, right? And so you've got a tool recommendation for us uh, that will help people uh, consolidate that information, get it on demand, uh, and and just be able to run with it. And that tool is called Feedly, right? So talk 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 to us a little bit about what Feedly is, what it does, and and, and how it could be so helpful. Yeah. So exactly. So like you said, you want to be consuming some content also. That's so that you can share it uh, with people uh, as you kind of visit them at the open house. So you can stay on top of the industry as a whole. See, find out how things are going in different parts of the nation, how things are going in your area, and then right. how you know what kind of tools are happening. Um, and what kind of strategies are being implemented by other agents uh, around the country. It's a lot to keep track of. Uh, right. You know, Warren Buffett famously, he's, he's, he's very successful, very wealthy. And all he does all day, he admits, is read. He just right. reads. And he makes a couple decisions in, informed by that consumption of information. And we don't have the advantage of being Warren Buffett to sit in Omaha in an easy chair and read through you know 20 newspapers a day. Uh, right. So we need to find a way to do that quicker. Uh, so there is a tool called Feedly, and this is 
there's other tools similar to it, but there right. is no current tool that does this that I've seen. Right. The, this allows you to subscribe to different websites. Right. Uh, it's, if you're familiar with RSS, it just uses that RSS link. So anybody you read, any blog you keep track of, any news site you think is er, er, interesting or it's gonna help you out, you can click subscribe on Feedly and it's gonna send you those stories regularly and package them up so that you can see them. And also it shows them to you, displays them to you in, in one window and it right. removes a lot of the kind of uh, the, the ads and the, the, the crazy fonts and the pop-ups and all the stuff that takes away from a reading experience. It just gives you a nice pure, here's words, here's pictures, get to it, read through this, uh, you know, two minute article. Now, you know, um, what agents are doing in North Carolina to, 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 to talk to their, uh, clients about the rising interest rate. Cool. Now right. it's going to serve up another one and you can keep going. So that has been huge, not just to stay on top of stuff, but also I use it uh, to hop in there and pull out content to share on social. Like, right. so those pair well nicely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's so, it's so true. Like, uh, you know, you, you could try Googling around for things and maybe find some good options, uh, but really like it, a lot of the times it's about setting up your environment so that you're naturally in the path and naturally have the behaviors where just what you need is sort of delivered to you. So like the way, the way that I've always used something like Feedly is, is not necessarily that you're going to read it and, and immediately take action on everything that you read, right? Like it's, it's kind of that constant drip, drip feed of knowledge that's going to, you know, as you, as you sort of develop in your business, as you keep going, you're going to have ideas ready for you when you need them, right? And then you're gonna be able to know, okay, like I, I have this context that I've been learning. I, I remember this strategy that that person was doing. So now I could go and dive in and do like a deep dive on it. Or yeah, if there's something that's going on that's new, uh, you know, new and noteworthy uh, that you could share out to your out to your list or share out to your network uh, and be able to, uh, you know, be relevant with what's going on right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to just sort of have have that process taken care of for you. So you do the work, you know, similar, like we described with a uh, scheduling social media posts. It's like you do that work in a batch of saying, where are the sources of good information? Let me consolidate those into one place and then just pay attention to those headlines and read those articles. Right. So you don't necessarily read everything. You look at those headlines and you say, which of these sort of stands out to me as something that feels relevant, that feels like something I want to know more about. Uh, and, and you could, you could pick and choose to be really uh, conscious of, of what, what you're consuming and how you're staying up to date on everything. So yeah, a tool like Feedly, uh, definitely a, a, a powerful tool in the arsenal of somebody who's wanting to stay informed in a quick, efficient way. Yeah. It's really analogous to a podcast app. You know, right. if I had to go to every SoundCloud uh, account <laughs> and, um, you know, website to listen to my favorite podcast, it would not happen. Um, but if I just open up the podcast app and see everything I'm subscribed to and I can pick and choose, I listen to this right. one every day. I love it. I'm doing it. Uh, this one, if a good episode's coming out, I'll check it out. But it's right. all there in the same spot and it's all the stuff that I've chosen that I'm interested in, right. not necessarily that an algorithm or you know my aunts and uncles in <laughs> Utah are serving up to me through Facebook. Um, right. It's, it's going to be way, way more effective. So Feedly allows you to just kind of subscribe to them, like their podcasts. Right. Uh, get those things popping up and you can read it and uh, you can you can you can mark it as read. You can share it from there. Uh, you can add it to collections. It's, yeah, I think it's it's really helped me cut down on that kind of looking around, trying to keep up with the industry from, you know, right. 30, 40 minutes a day to just I can hop in there, see all the headlines, read a couple that I think are really relevant to me and right. be done in about 10 minutes. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Shoot. It's a, it's a powerful tool for sure. It's, it's kind of interesting just as a, as a quick aside, I, I never would have thought about it, but yeah, uh, like RSS as a technology has, has kind of become less popular when it comes to blogs and written content. So you have to, you have to use a tool like Feedly where you kind of know what you're doing in a, in a, in a way, right. You plug in the website, it's going to make it easy for you, but, uh, but it's pulling from that RSS feed. Uh, but yeah, RSS feeds are still very prevalent and popular when it comes to podcasts. So, uh, you know, at, at, like at this point, it's really shifted that 
what used to be the way that like lots of people were consuming this online content has, has shifted to it's mostly done in podcasts. That's what people are going to be more familiar with at this point. That's uh yeah, I, I never, I never would have thought about yeah. that. <laughs> there could be a whole conversation about why RSS feeds are kind of gone. And I, I think Google really killed them before Feedly. There was a thing called Google news reader and it did the right. exact same thing. And uh, at some point Google just looked around and they decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Nobody knows why it was just something they just decided we're not doing it. And right. it fell to Feedly, and Feedly's done a great job. But right. I think that also has led to a rise in e email newsletters, um, which, you know, that, you know, you subscribe to it, and now it fills up right. your inbox with emails, um, which is, a, you know, a, another situation all to itself. But, um, and, yeah. and that actually that actually leads pretty well, at least into our next topic, right? What, so one of the places that we that we sink a lot of time, that we spend a lot of time is in our email inbox, right? So any any edge that we could get to be more effective with managing our emails and how we uh, how we behave in that world could definitely save us some time. So you have another tip for us. So this is our, what, we're, we're up to four at this point. So this is our fourth tip uh, in order to save 10 minutes a day. Uh, and that is to wait to send emails. So talk to us about how you do this, why it's important, uh, and, and a little bit of the context here. Yeah, for sure. So email as an agent is a lot of your day. It's a lot of your time. Uh, you know, in, in any business at this point, email is right. huge. We talk to people and all they do is try and attain that mythical email inbox zero. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> Once I get there, things are going to be fine for two minutes until that next email comes rolling in. Uh, so this is an idea uh, that I read in this book called Indistractable by Nir Eyal, and he talks about waiting to reply to emails. Right. There's something in you as a real estate agent uh, that you always want to reply instantly. And in a lot of cases, you should reply right. instantly. But every so often, you will have somebody who's going back and forth with you, and they don't need an instant answer. Right. But if you give them an instant answer, they're going to respond back instantly. It's a little like playing tennis, you know? Right. If you're going 110%, the person on the other side of the net is going to go 110%. And right. instead of it being kind of a relaxing game that you can keep and play for a long time, you both are going to burn yourself out real quick. So this idea of waiting to respond to an email, just give it, you know, give it some time to breathe. Uh, a lot of people will just mark emails that they don't need to respond to immediately as later. And then again, they'll batch them all the next day. So they'll right. sit down, they'll respond to all these. Um, instead of, you know, my phone dings at the dinner table. I, I gotta get this, I gotta get this answer to this guy. I know it, I know the answer. I wanna get it to him so that uh, it's off my plate. Instead, phone dings at the dinner table. It's not a lead I need to talk to right now. It's not a client that is in distress that I need to help out. You know, it's just another agent asking for a little advice or uh, asking for an asset that I have. Cool. Right. I'll do it tomorrow when I have set aside some time. I block some time out to respond to the emails. So right. that is a way to, uh, and not only that, but if you wait to respond, oftentimes that will allow <laughs> the person who emailed you to find the answer themselves. Right. Because uh, a lot of times people are just trained. I'm not going to look for it. I'm just going to ask Zach. I just want, just Zach, give me the information. Uh, <laughs> right. That information often is readily available and i just didn't google for it but right. um so by waiting they'll send it to zach uh and then yeah, okay I'll, I'll look for it you know it's been 10 minutes he's not answering i'll look for it i'll probably find the answer and then i can send a follow-up to zach saying never mind i got it and uh you just you know you saved yourself a 30 minute trying back and forth trying to help these people out so exactly yeah it's it's amazing how many problems solve themselves if you just give somebody a bit of time <laughs> we're 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 like people like you know hey i i don't even blame people for it at this time at this point it's it is it's kind of a natural thing if somebody has a quick answer available uh and the timing's right or whatnot shoot they give you the answer great it is it is what it is but at the same time yeah it's like a lot of these questions if, if just given enough space enough time they'll go and find the answer it's easy enough it's not even necessarily difficult to find it it's literally just their, their mind wasn't in the process of, I could go find this easily. Their mind was in the process of, I think this person has the answer and that's where they went first, right? Uh, so yeah, a lot of these will just solve themselves. Uh, another thing that, that is important about this is, is there's a little bit of like, 
like training people uh, in, in terms of what they should expect from you. Right. So in, mm -hmm. unless like, you know, if you are, you, if you as an agent get annoyed or fed up with people who are calling you at ungodly hours or, or trying to get your help on ridiculous things at just inappropriate times, you have to step back and realize that you've probably brought that on yourself, right? Like you've probably brought that on yourself by always answering immediately and being there immediately for every question, every call, every text message, right? And if if you set that expectation that like one of the things that you're selling people on is I am always here, I'm always present, I'm always available, like that is a way to do business, but you are going to be running a hectic, chaotic business where you're just sort of always in reaction mode and not able to really be proactive about what you're doing. And it, it, like, it can be a way to do it. I think most people, that's not what they really want when they step back and look at it though. And so by waiting to send the emails, you are setting yourself up so that even if you like, like, honestly, sometimes I like, there are times when I do this, right. Where even if I know the answer immediately and it makes the most sense for me to answer it immediately, I will, I will schedule an email to go out in a few hours so that the person doesn't expect that they can email me and get an immediate answer uh be, because that's that's most of the time that's not the case most of the time that's that's not how it is if i happen to be able to then that might be the time where i answer it immediately but i schedule it for later but to make sure that i'm not trading somebody to expect something that i i i don't i don't want them or or can't fairly have have them expect then yeah i'll often schedule it later and and, and honestly i think at this point like gmail i think has that scheduling feature built in um uh there are other other you know other applications that maybe it's not built in but you can get extensions for it so depending on what email platform you use uh you might just look into like scheduling email uh with you know outlook or with gmail or with whatever you use right uh and uh and, and you could likely find tools in order to uh in order to be able to do that uh because that's that that could be one of the tricks right is like you know you maybe uh, you maybe have time at like 10 o'clock at night to go through and answer some emails but maybe you don't want those to all hit at 10 o'clock at night you'd rather them hit in the morning so that like you're dealing with it the next day uh scheduling them can make sense for that or if you want to respond immediately but don't want to make it appear like you're always available uh you know for immediate responses via email then you could schedule them that way as well yeah no that's a great idea the scheduling of the emails is huge it is it's it's, it's built into gmail now next to the send button there's a drop down uh you just click it and then you can schedule the send it's actually built into android phones in the text messaging feature is you can it now schedule text messages yeah so if you got a you know you got a buddy or somebody who is just uh, you know, going nuts with the text late at night, and you're like, I gotta go to bed. Uh, you can just respond back and schedule it to hit them up in the morning. And uh, right. So yeah, no, it's 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 a the scheduling is a great strategy to take advantage of that sending it later to train people. Uh, you know, get them the answer they need. Know that that's all done, but also make sure that they are not expecting you to sacrifice your personal life and their personal relationships so right. that you can immediately answer. Uh, every every kind of every kind of idea that passes through their mind. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, good call. So on on to our next tip. So we've got our fifth tip here. We've got uh, you know our our you know every, every every transaction that you're dealing with, right? Like there's there's key dates that happen in the process. Key dates to make sure things are moving forward. Uh, you know, contingencies, walkthroughs, all of the things that happen in a transaction itself. Uh, and they're the kinds of things that if you miss them, uh, they could they could severely delay your transaction, right? They could cause you to get uh, really upset uh, clients. They could cause you to maybe even lose deals in some cases, right? So knowing and having those dates at at hand in a way that that's going to uh, be clear and present is really important. And so that brings us to our fifth tip, which is uh, to be able to sync transactions to your calendar. So can you talk a little bit more about, uh, uh, about that and kind of how you guys make that happen? Yeah, so this is one of the other often used integrations at API Nation. So we talked earlier about syncing CRM contacts to your Google contacts. This is syncing those important dates from your transaction manager, from uh, you know, real estate agents often use like Dot Loop or DocuSign Rooms or BrokerMint or Property Base or any of those guys that you're managing a transaction in. Right. 
having the dates from the transaction automatically added to your Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar, whatever you're using to plan out your weeks, your days, your your months. So right. instead of uh, trying to figure out what's going on with these transactions and hopping into my transaction manager and just looking at a bunch of dates, like uh, a lot of transaction managers will only just show you the numbers, which is uh, it, it te- technically it's good. Uh, <laughs> right. This will actually put this on a calendar not just a calendar too uh you know the visual is helpful but actually having it on the calendar that you're using for everything else so i have a business calendar you know that's where i schedule meetings that's where i schedule uh i'll block off time for doing the emails i'll block off time for doing the social uh posts so everything goes on there uh and if the transaction dates are automatically going on there also then I can just hop in there and see, hey, what's this week look like? What is due? Like, uh, what is going on? What tasks do I have from those transactions? They're all right. going to be in there automatically, and I can make sure I don't schedule, you know, important things that collide with an important deadline for a transaction. Right. Um, and all of that just happens just by managing your transaction in your transaction platform. So because right. it's connected through API Nation to your Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar it automatically just shares that information with it. Yeah. And that, and that's the key. I mean, it, you know, in, in business half the time, it's not, it's not even about, uh, you know, always doing some sort of secret magical thing. Half the time, it's just about having clarity on what's important any given day or at any given time. Right. And so by syncing those tra- key transaction dates into your calendar, it just makes it easier and more natural that you're going to have that clarity at any given point, right? So you're going to have that clarity. This is what's going on. This is what I need to do. It may not even require much of anything from you. It may be a text message that's sent that's sent to the right person to check on something. It may be you know a really quick phone call or something. It's not it's not necessarily a, a massive task. It could just be a simple thing that if you you know by sending by sending a text message or by sending an email because you see it on your calendar and you remember you know, you're, you're, you're more likely to make sure that that deal keeps moving forward and not run into problems. So yeah, uh, a simple one, but really powerful, really powerful to definitely have those, yeah. uh, have those dates. And, and again, uh, you know, in, in case anybody missed it, uh, that is a, an, an integration, a sync that API nation does have available. So you can make sure to keep those things in, in line. Um, so definitely check them out for that. Okay. And that, so that brings us to our final tip. And this is, you know, real estate growth hackers. We're all about like the opportunities to create more leads and deals in a real estate business, right? To be able to generate those opportunities, follow up with them effectively. And it's really important for, for all of the leads that you create to, to be able to be followed up with properly. And one of the key things that needs to happen is getting those leads from wherever you generate them into wherever you actually work with them right and making sure that you have a process for that and so uh let's talk a little bit you know one of the most popular places uh for real estate agents to generate leads these days there's a lot of opportunities when it comes to facebook but the easiest way to generate leads on facebook is to use a, a facebook lead form unfortunately facebook lead forms kind of just sit in a black hole of a you know of of nothingness that like you have to go and manually look for and 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 figure out uh, but you guys actually make that process easy to get them into places where we actually want them so why don't you talk a little bit about that where where people can uh, send these facebook leads and and how easy it is uh, once you leverage api nation to do so yeah so once you have a facebook page uh, every real estate agent needs a facebook page like zach kind of talked about earlier you're going to pass a sniff test. Right. You need a Facebook business page. Um, otherwise, they're going to expect that you are just a paper and pen, uh, old-timey uh, real estate agent. Maybe some people are looking for that, but uh, most <laughs> right. people these days are looking for somebody who's you know, who's on top of things. And right. uh, a Facebook page lets them know that. Once you have that Facebook business page, you can create these ads. They're called lead ads specifically. Right. Uh, and they create a form within Facebook that submits information um, to you on Facebook. Right. A lot of people will choose the lead form uh, on Facebook versus sending them to a landing page or a squeeze page because uh, the information that Facebook sends you right. is actually the information the user has in Facebook. So for example, I'm summed up to Facebook using my actual email address and my actual phone number. 
Right. So if I clicked an ad that Zach had sent out uh, and I say, you know, I'm interested, hit submit. Um, it's going to send him the information Facebook has for me, right. accurate information. If I go to a squeeze page and I'm just trying to get, you know, uh, whatever, seven ideas for barbecues in my neighborhood uh, download from the real estate agent they're offering me, I can just put in, you know, bugsbunny.gmail.com, get the PDF and move on with my life. So you paid right. for a, a lead that is not going to happen. So <laughs> right. that's one of the reasons people use those feedback, uh, those Facebook lead forms. Right. The downside of the Facebook lead form is that once somebody submits that information, it stays in Facebook. It just lives right. there. You have to go download it in a CSV, like Zach said. Um, and if you remember to do it, you, you know, it's something you'd have to do every day to make sure you have those leads up to date. So there's some there's some ways to connect that uh, those lead forms to your CRM. And one of the easy ways is through API Nation to just hop on here and basically tell Facebook, hey, as soon as somebody clicks that lead, submits the information, I want them in my CRM. I want them at the top. Uh, I, I, I might even want them tagged with something that triggers a bunch of automations inside my CRM to follow up with them, to text them, to email right. them, letting them know, hey, we got your, we got your inquiry. We are, we are on top of it. Uh, we are gonna talk to you as soon as, you know, as soon as the sun comes up. So right. uh, you can send it to a bunch of different, you can send it to your CRM. You can link up that Facebook uh, ad so that it goes to your marketing tool like MailChimp or Constant Contact. So they're automatically added to a newsletter or they right. automatically get added to a really beautiful email drip campaign through one of those apps. You can have it synced to uh, this video email. This is one of the, this is one of the cool things I like to do. Set it up so it's uh, linked up with this video email company called BombBomb. So right. as soon as they click submit, they get an email from you with the video, your face and everything saying, oh, I'm so excited to work with you. I'm going to call you. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and they can immediately see like, oh, man, this is like a real person who has really thought about stuff. And I kind of like I've already seen them. I already know them. I'm not right. going to keep looking around for different agents um, after that. So that is uh, that is that is what we usually suggest as far as setting that up. Um, so, yeah, the marketing tools, the CRMs. The other thing is you can also send it to a Google Sheet right? Um, so that that creates a complete history of all the leads you've gotten from those Facebook ads, a complete backup so that none of those ads or none of those leads ever kind of fall through the cracks or, uh, you know, anybody you paid for just gets lost in a CSV file somewhere in your downloads folder. I don't know where they went. This right. will just continue an ongoing log of everybody who's ever clicked the ads. Um, so you can just upload them wherever you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And, and a couple other points to add to this. So uh, one of the other reasons why the lead forms are drastically more effective uh, than, than some of the landing pages and squeeze pages at this point, uh, iOS 14, it, for any of those, you know, for any of you who are not uh, familiar with this, iOS 14, when, when Apple came out with this update actually broke a lot of the tracking that, that Facebook had been, uh, you know, dealing with. So if you, you know, on, on your phone now, uh, on iPhones, especially, you know, there, there's the option of saying like, Hey, uh, this app is requesting to be able to track you. Uh, do you want to allow it or not allow it? What do you guess that most people are saying? Most people are saying not allow, right? Which is breaking all of this tracking for, for Facebook. And so uh, as a result, Facebook actually still can do a lot of tracking as long as you stay within their app. When you're, when you're in Facebook's ecosystem, they can see what's going on really effectively. And so by using lead forms, they are much more much more able to see who's becoming a lead, uh, what, what, the, what the cost is to generate those leads. And Facebook does actually do a pretty good job of trying to optimize those things for you when you're running that type of ad. And so one of the easiest ways to generate the not only good quality leads, but, uh, but great cost-effective leads as well is to use those lead forms that Facebook is able to help you as best as possible. It is still possible to get Facebook some of that information and have some of that tracking and be able to make it work. It's just a lot harder. And in my experience, uh, most agents, like it, you're often going to need to like pay to bring somebody in who knows what they're doing to get that set up. That's, that's, 
you, you essentially either want to choose to be a digital marketer and be an expert at that, or you're going to be an expert at real estate and, and, and be an expert in that, right? Uh, trying to become a digital marketing expert as well. Uh, it, it's just, it's a big skill set to, to try and undertake. Um, so lead forms make that easy. You don't have to be as much of an expert in it in order to get cost-effective leads. Uh, one of the other things that I was going to say on that front uh, uh is is basically at its foundational level generating the lead is what people focus on and what people think about and what people get excited about they're like oh i got another lead but i'll tell you what 99% of whether or not that was ever worthwhile has to do with what happens after the lead is generated right how quickly are they being followed up with how how uh how readily are those follow ups happening automatically are they in the right place getting notified in the right ways at the right times uh and if you are having to remember to go in and download it. You're not going to most of the time. Uh, for the for another thing, it's not going to be immediate, right? You're gonna generate a lead and then maybe once a day go in and grab it. But shoot, some of those leads have been sitting in there for hours. They maybe have already filled out another form, been contacted by another agent by then and you've lost the opportunity, right? So, uh, you know, there's a concept in the real estate space called speed to lead. Uh, while we just talked about like waiting to respond to emails, really that applies to clients more than it applies to brand new leads. Your, your everything about you it should basically, when it comes to new leads, be about trying to figure out how to be able to get responses out to them as quickly as possible. And that's where automation comes into play. That's where tools like API Nation make that easy in order to do that. And honestly, just that, like, I'll throw this out there. You, know, you said API Nation is one of the easiest ways. I'd say in my experience, API Nation is the easiest way in, in the real estate space to be able to sync from Facebook to the tools that people are using. Um, yeah, there are other options out there. None of them make it as simple as API Nation does. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely when you want to generate leads using Facebook, lead forms are the way to go. Uh, but in order to get those lead form leads into the tools that you're going to use, you need to use something like API Nation in order to make that happen quick, easy, and seamless, right? So, uh, so yeah, definitely that that that's probably out of all the tips, that's the one that strikes closest to my heart uh, in terms of uh, kind of what we talk about uh, both on the show and in, in the real estate growth hackers community. Uh, and so that's part of uh, that's part of how we ultimately connected and uh, and and really what what makes this uh, makes this work so well. So uh, lots of great tips there uh, in terms of how to how to free up uh, 10 minutes a day. Again, just as a real quick refresher for everybody, uh, we've got number one was sync CRM leads to your phone, right? So that you have the right information at the right time when you need to, to contact these people. We've got scheduling your social media posts, getting those things scheduled out in advance, doing that uh, in, in a batch process in order to save time and then making sure that they go out effectively. Uh, we've got Feedly, which allows you to make sure that you've got an on-demand supply of information uh, that'll keep you up to date, give you good content for your, uh, for your market, but also make sure that you're an expert. Uh, we've got waiting to send emails that you train people uh, to potentially solve some of their own problems themselves, but also uh, to make sure that you can have a great, uh, you know, work-life balance for yourself. Uh, singing transaction dates to your calendar so you know what's most important to focus on every day and make sure that those transactions are moving along uh, smoothly. And then finally, we've got the last tip, which was to get leads from your Facebook lead ads into wherever and everywhere that you want them uh, instantly. And uh, that's where API Nation is going to come into play there as well. So uh, great content today, Gabe. Uh, you know, what, do you have, uh, so two things, do you have any final words that you'd like to leave people with in terms of, uh, uh, kind of how, how they should think about saving their time and, uh, and, and what you'd like them to do as a result of this information? Yeah, I think one thing you have to do is, uh, and I, you know, one of the first webinars you and I did together, you did this at the beginning that I think really, I was like, oh man, that is huge. Right. One thing you have to do after you listen to this, you thought there were some good ideas in here. Right. You really have to commit to stopping, setting aside time to make some of these changes because right. the idea of how we've done it in the past is fine. Uh, that's how we're going to do it in the future is so compelling. It right. is so hard to break that, uh, that chain of events. So you really need to stop and say, man, you know what? Right. I am wasting five or 10 minutes every day copying and pasting these things it gets the job done but i could spend two minutes connect something at api nation and then i get that five or ten minutes back and at first five or ten minutes doesn't seem like a lot but at the end of the week you know that's an hour 
and at the end of the month that is uh you know almost two days of work so uh, right. it's huge and uh it, it's compounding and uh, that's what we're trying to do is get you some time back every day that's going to compound to allow you to make some real impactful um moves in your business yeah, absolutely. And on that same note, I mean, what I, what I tend to encourage people, uh, you don't have to implement everything, right? Done is better than perfect. So what I recommend for people is to take one idea from this, from this, you know, from this podcast, from this show, from this episode, one idea that stands out to you and, and take that and go implement it and go implement it as quickly as you can. So you get it done. You get that, you get that dopamine boost of knowing that you've, uh, that you've completed something, uh, powerful, uh, just pick one, go and get it done. And then from there, uh, you know, do the same thing, right? See, see if it makes sense to do another one. See if one of these other tips really stands out to you. So pick whichever one you feel either the most excited about, or you feel like is going to be the biggest help to you, uh, and then go and do it. Uh, and then, uh, then that's really how you, how you get results from this, right? This information is great, but it's useless unless you actually take action on it in some form or fashion. Uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, go out and do that. And honestly, what I would recommend for people, the easiest thing that you could do to start, uh, is to go ahead and go check out API nation. You could do that in a couple of different ways. Uh, apination.com is the direct website. Uh, we also, we also potentially have uh, some bonuses, some things that might be a be a benefit to you. If you want to uh, let <laughs> you'll let them know at API Nation that 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 we sent you from Real Estate Growth Hackers, you can go to realestategrowthhackers.com/go/apination, uh, and we'll we'll direct you to the best place that we have right now in terms of uh, how you could really leverage API Nation and uh, and all the ways that they can help grow your real estate business. Uh, so again, that's realestategrowthhackers.com slash go slash API nation and, uh, and go and check them out and, and, and look, look through the, the different syncs that they have available, the different apps that you can connect up, find the apps that you're using and, and start seeing how you can automate more of your business, saving more of your time. Uh, because really like, you know, we, we understand in the business world, the idea of return on investment, right? You put a dollar in and you hope you get more than a dollar out. And then you've got a positive ROI. Well, you could think about the way that you spend your time in the same way, right? That if I spend five to 10 minutes on this and it saves me five minutes a day, I've got an ROI on my time in less than a week, right? So your, your time invested actually has a positive payoff very quickly. And a API Nation is going to be a great place to do that. Uh, did I miss anything, uh, Gabe, in terms of, of where people should go or what people should check out? No, no, I think that's great. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. We have a mastermind group. If you just go to facebook.com and search for API Nation, um, you know, you'll find it. Uh, it's the real estate uh, sink and uh, sink and share group. So we're all in there. Perfect. It's a bunch of people who are currently using some of the sinks at API Nation, and they're sharing, you know, some of the innovative ways they're using them. Um, if they have any issues, we just quickly answer it. That way, everybody in the group can see. Um, so it's really focused on uh, effective ways to use technology in real estate. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So go check out that Facebook group, check out API nation, uh, feel free to use our link. If you want to let them know that, uh, that we sent you, but otherwise, thanks so much for watching a, uh, uh, watching or listening, depending on how you're tuning in. That's another episode of the real estate growth hackers show. Feel free uh, to drop a comment, like share all of those fun, fancy things, subscribe, uh, you know, give us a review on your, on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, all of that stuff helps us uh, to make sure that we're getting these messages out to more people just like you, helping other people in the real estate uh, real estate industry get this good information, take more action in their business and, and get more leads as a result. So thanks again, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.